The Forum and Workplace Inclusion's 2022 podcast series is sponsored by Best Buy. More diversity in tech means more ideas that can change the world. Learn more at bestbuy.com slash more of this. Registration is now open to the Forum's 34th annual conference, Solving for X, tackling inequities in a world of unknowns. The Forum and Workplace Inclusion Annual Conference is the United States' largest workplace diversity, equity, and inclusion conference designed for a national and global audience. Maximize your budget and register today by taking advantage of early bird prices. But hurry, because our early bird rates won't last forever. Visit forumworkplaceinclusion.org for more information and to register. That's forumworkplaceinclusion.org. Thank you to all our listeners and subscribers. You help support the growth of the podcast and reach new listeners. If you like what you're hearing on the Forum Podcast, please consider writing a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you've already written a review, thank you. Please consider sharing our podcast with a friend, family member, or a colleague you think might find value in the content. Word of mouth is the best way the Forum grows, so thank you very much for listening and sharing. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. Hello, and thank you for tuning in to today's special Forum on Workplace Inclusion podcast, Demystifying Culture, Building an Inclusive Culture that Lasts, continued with Lillian Eilers of the Blue Ocean Company. I'm Ben Rue, Program Manager here at the Forum. This is a continuation of our December 2021 webinar, Demystifying Culture, Building an Inclusive Culture that Lasts. If you haven't watched that yet, I would highly recommend that you do. There were so many great questions that we weren't able to get to during the webinar, so Lillian was gracious enough to come back and answer a few of them. So let's get started. Thank you so much for being back here, Lillian, and thank you again for the wonderful webinar. I think it was the perfect way to end our 2021 webinar series. Well, thanks, Ben. I really enjoyed the opportunity to share some of our newest insights on uh, culture change. Yeah, and our participants really enjoyed it. We had record numbers of registration and attendance, so thank you for that again. Um, but and before we hop into the interview, could you give us just a brief recap of the webinar, just for those who, for whatever reason, haven't watched it yet? Sure, sure. Well, the 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 title was demystifying culture. And it was really focused on building an inclusive culture that lasts. Um, and we we had four main uh, topics here. We were talking about what is culture, um, how do we transform it, and how do we sustain it. And then we also had a toolkit with three of our tools that we use. Um, and the key messages during the webinar were that if you change enough of the messages that people receive, um, from behaviors of leaders, from systems like performance systems and symbols such as allocation of time and money. If you change enough of those messages that people receive about what is valued around here, then you will be able to change the culture. Um, another uh, key learning that we focused on was how to use SWAM for diversity. Now SWAM is an acronym for straight, white, able-bodied able male. And um, we'll probably talk about that a bit later because a lot of the questions that came out of the um, Q&A had to do with SWAM. So we're going to cover that. Um, another key learning that we highlighted was that it's important to go intrinsic. In other words, to move people from an extrinsic mindset where people are told that inclusive culture is the right thing to do 
to go intrinsic and have them really want to do something about their behaviors and how to create an inclusive culture. And the fourth key learning was that uh, we know that mindset drives behaviors. In other words, your mindset, your values, your beliefs, your assumptions, the way you see the world actually drive your behaviors. They drive your actions. So that's basically your thoughts drive your actions. So the, those were the four main uh, learnings that we presented. Thank you so much for that wonderful recap. Um, so let's get started and just dive right into SWAM because as you mentioned, there were a lot of comments um, and questions about the about SWAM. Um, I think uh, some misunderstanding about SWAM. So the first question was, um, well, this was kind of a summing up of multiple questions, but SWAM does not seem inclusive. This sounds more like an empowerment tool to reinforce superiority slash dominance. If anything, it shows how to portray an ally, but they're really a snake, don't you think? So this is a really inter interesting question and an important one. Uh, there's a lot of emotion in this question. And you know, as we know, um, culture and, and values and beliefs are, are all very, very connected to our emotional state. Um, so what we want people to focus on here is not um, the superiority or the, the dominance of the SWAM group or whichever group is the majority group in your culture. Um, in most of the organizations that we work with in the Western world, we have um, the top management and the top leadership being mainly the straight, um, white, able-bodied male, the SWAM. And that's why we're looking, we're looking at that particular group of people. Um, what we know is that if we can take the majority group in a culture and have them understand how to um, really embody inclusive leadership, we're going to see a shift in the culture. So this has nothing to do with giving more power to the majority group. It It's really um, using their leveraging their, their critical mass, if you will, um, to make a shift in the culture. Um, we see much too often that D and I initiatives are focused on the minority groups. Mm -hmm. Now that's, that's kind of, uh, sort of the easy way to do uh, DNI because the minority groups have a need. Um, they are interested in this. And so you get, you know, some quick wins. You can score easily with the minority groups. But if we're talking culture change, we need to, we need to get everyone involved. Um, and so when we work with the SWAM group, I mean, those are the people who, who, in, in daily life do not experience uh, things like unfair treatment or um, the, everything that the minor, minority groups may, may um, experience every day. So you really need to focus on developing their mindset um, and developing a skill set so that they can become more inclusive. Yes, great answer. And definitely, we really don't want that group like we we are seeing now more and more like um, the SWAM group pushing away, pushing against DNI because they feel like they are being attacked or not included. Um, so, yeah, it is really important to include them to make change. And again, yeah, they're the ones in power. So thank you for that. 
Um, and how can we prevent, next question, how can we prevent our culture change mission from becoming a struggle for power or domination? Uh, when we're talking about the culture change being uh, a struggle for power or domination, that's not really what we're, we're focused on. Um, just by uh, involving the SWAM group does not mean we give them more power. Uh, in reality, they already have the power. Um, we just don't want to let them get away with that power. Uh, and so that's the, that's the focus that we have here. Uh, we want to really um, include the SWAM group. Um, we want to link inclusion to the business. Uh, we want to link inclusion to their primary values. Um, we want them to really be part of the solution uh, and not sit on the sidelines. Thank you for that. Yep. Again, so important to get the people in power involved and getting them to see why DEI is important and i you made a great point like we're not giving them more power they already have it <laughs> just trying to get them to use their power for good <laughs> or to advance dei and inclusion um which again i think some people missed on the webinar or just didn't understand <laughs> um well i i i think that this is this is just very interesting that the interest in swam and and uh i i realized that maybe I should have spent more time on it because a lot of the uh, interest in this uh, in this particular approach um, had to do with fear. Um, the words struggle, power, snake. Um, and uh, that's not the the where we want to start with when we talk about DNI. We want to include people. Um, and uh, you can't do that if you're fearful of them. Um, so if uh, I, I think the next time I talk about SWAM, I'm just going to talk um, more in depth about this concept because it's so important. Yeah, it definitely is. And I mean, yeah, it's uh, one of those things where it's just like, no, we're not trying to, you know, empower anyone anymore, embolden and just trying to make people more equal and see how everybody fits in DEI, even those who are in power. Um, and yeah, and be inclusive for everyone and get everyone included. Um, Last question on the SWAM area. Do you have any advice on how to address a scarcity versus abundance mindset, especially with the SWAM group? Well, a scarcity mentality refers to people seeing life as a sort of a, a finite pie. So mm -hmm. that if one person takes a big piece out of the pie, that leaves less for everyone else. Uh, whereas an abundance mindset refers to the paradigm that there's plenty out there for everyone. Um, so again, what we need to do with the SWAM group is to get them um, to, to see that they're part of the solution. Um, people love to be involved in something bigger than themselves. This is mm -hmm. one of the biggest motivator motivators that we see out there. Um, and so once you do that, then I think you move away from scarcity versus abundance. Thank you for that. Yeah, great point. You know, it'd be like you can be. Everyone wants to be the hero, or um, or you know, make right. make it make a difference, or at least feel they're making a difference. And and the swam group can make a huge difference because again, they're the ones in power. So we just have to, you know, make yeah change that mindset. Um, thank you so much for that. Okay, so we're going to be moving on to the intrinsic versus extrinsic sector section. Can you explain how we can make the shift from extrinsic to intrinsic? 
Yes. So during the webinar, we showed a, a model that we call the um, TAPS model. And we have on the, um, the left-hand side, we've got problem and tell. And on the right-hand side, we have ask and solution. And basically, when we uh, talk about DNI, we we there's nothing against telling people to solve a problem, uh, but um, if if DNI is to solve a problem, if if you want to create a DNI culture um, to solve a problem and talk to people about saying, well, we need to be more inclusive, we should be more inclusive. It's good for us as an organization to be more inclu inclusive. Uh, that's an extrinsic motivator, and uh, that doesn't doesn't really get us going. Um, so the the whole conversation around we have to be diverse because uh, we have to. Uh, the whole fairness principle is 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 just not going to work in a sustainable way. So we really need to uh, tap into their deeper motivators uh, and that's what we call the intrinsic piece so we want people to actually start talking about i want to do this i will do this or my plan is to do xyz that's when um, it becomes sustainable and it's connected to uh, touching people's values because um, uh, being intrinsic can be different for everyone um, but if you go down to the level of values, then you're going to start driving new behaviors. And if you drive new behaviors, you're going to get different actions and different results. So again, we're going back to the mindset drives, uh, drives behaviors piece. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, speaking of mindset, we're going to make a little bit switch to psychological safety. What does it look like to promote psychological safety? especially in the workplace. Yes. Well, I mean, uh, we think that inclusion has everything to do with psychological safety. Um, it's that feeling that you belong somewhere, that you're at home somewhere, that you're being value, valued and being able to trust the people at work. Um, a place where you feel comfortable taking some risks, like speaking up against a popular idea. So, for example, um, let's say you feel that you're being addressed by a colleague in an aggressive and exclusive way. Uh, can you count on being able to discuss this with your colleagues standing around you and and hoping that they support you as well? Or will you be dismissed as just um, a pain in the neck? <laughs> um, so this is really uh, so important in an inclusive uh, society. So how can you promote this? Um, you, there, there are three things that we've, we've uh, learned about. One is that you let individuals learn from their, their mistakes. Um, so you work to learn. Uh, failure is a feature, not, not a bug of success. Uh, the second one is to acknowledge your own fallibility, that no one's perfect, not even you, <laughs> and you recognize it and you move on. Um, and the third the one is recently. To, yeah. <laughs> And then the third thing is to be curious, you know, to avoid the temptation to play the blame game. So instead, get curious and problem solve collaboratively, uh, because when there is psychological safety, there's a sense of dependability uh, in one another. Um, and it, 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 it actually is an intrinsic motivation to work, uh, to work hard together. Very true. And I love the point about being curious, too, because when you feel psychologically safe, you can yeah feel safe enough to 
explore things and you know be curious and not fear any kind of retribution or for your ideas for your curiosity and that which especially yeah exactly and it's it's also with the 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 idea around um that we're all made to judge uh quickly and uh we find bias uh in in everything we do every day and we just need to acknowledge that this is a normal way that our brain works mm -hmm. um we and we just need to create some new connections in our brain uh to um to create a safe environment for you yourself and for the people around you yeah definitely and yeah for you to grow and for people around you to grow um and yeah and again it goes down back to mindset and move um moving on to what DEI often comes down to, especially in the workplace, making the business case for it. <laughs> um, right. And 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 this next question, uh, um, or made your like your last answer, uh, your mention of belonging, and that your last answer made me, or it kind of flows nicely into this question, which is um, for someone. To, the question is: I work for first responders, a government industry fire department. Um, thank you for your uh, for, thank you for your service. And I or to this first responder, and I have not seen enough research to make the business case for first responders, fire department, EMS, etc. And would appreciate your advice on how to do that, or you know, make that business case. Right. Well, I mean, during the webinar, we showed a uh, sort of a, a checklist uh, for building the business case for an inclusive culture, and it had six areas uh, where culture has the greatest impact. And I think for uh, this uh, this attendee and for anyone listening, um, if you just go through those six areas, you'll see how um, it can uh, very easily connect to your own industry or your own organization. So in this case, for the first responders, if I look at um, speed, which is one of the areas on our checklist, speed has to do with responsiveness and decision making, I can very easily see how important that would be for first responders. Um, another one would be accountability, which is consistency of delivery. Um, accountability, again, super important for first responders. So I think if you just go through the list and think about your own industry, you'll you'll find links right away. Great, thank you so much for that. And I hope the person who asked this question is listening because um, that will be really helpful. And I'm sad to say this is our last question, but I think this is the perfect question to end on. Um, before I ask this question, thank you again for coming back and answering these questions. It's been such a great, um, such a great time having this conversation with you and learning more. Um, so thank you again. I'm sure our listeners will, yeah, of course. And I'm sure our <laughs> listeners will really, are re will really appreciate this. Um, but often doing something quickly results in not doing something or, or it not being done well and lacks sustainability um, to your mention of speed. Um, what are the distinctions between urgency and speed? Where can a balance be found between the two to advance cultural change? Uh, that's another really great question. Um, when we talk about um, quick wins, I mean, there's, there's, uh, it's, it's great to be able to, for example, recruit more minority employees, um, uh, promote uh, certain policies, 
And even if you measure these metrics in, for example, 2021, you can yield successes as early as 2022. So there's nothing against these quick wins and they often help generate support for DNI policies. Um, of course, um, quick wins are, are not gonna deliver sustainable cultural change. Um, you really need to talk about um, some of that that stuff that sticks, uh, for example, values and beliefs. You want to have some uh, crucial conversations about differences um, and uh, you need real leaders who will promote DNI. Um, so the, I think it both can exist at the same time. Um, you can do some things quickly and have quick wins and then also focus on uh, the long term uh, plan. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that. Like I said, thank you for coming back. And I want to say thank you to all our webinar listeners who submitted these amazing questions. Um, just so much great learning from these questions. And again, so to want to thank you all who participated in the webinar and everyone who's listening. Again, thank you, Lillian, for coming back and answering these questions. Thank you, Ben. It's been a great opportunity. And we, yes, again, thank you for being part of our 2021 series. And we hope to soon, well, you know, be working with you a lot more in 2022, because um, I feel like there's still a lot of learning um, out there around, um, you know, building cultural, um, like that lasts, um, like, uh, yeah, build, yeah, building an inclusive culture that lasts. Thank you so much, Lillian, for coming back for and for this wonderful podcast and answering these important questions. And thank you to our listeners for joining. If you'd like to learn more about Demystifying Culture, email Lillian at lillian.eilers at theblueoceancompany.com or visit them at theblueoceancompany.com. New episodes of the Forum podcast are available on forumworkplaceinclusion.org forward slash podcast. Episodes can also be found on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and Stitcher. Thank you again for listening. Have a great day. Thank you again for listening to the Forum and Workplace Inclusion podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast to get updates and the latest episodes. Also, tell us what you think by reviewing our podcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. For more information, visit us at forumworkplaceinclusion.org or search Workplace Forum on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Thank you very much and have a great day. The Forum and Workplace Inclusion podcast is recorded at Augsburg University in Minneapolis, Minnesota. One of the most diverse private colleges in the Midwest, Augsburg University offers more than 50 undergraduate majors and nine graduate degrees to 3,400 students of diverse backgrounds at its campus in the vibrant center of the Twin Cities and nearby Rochester, Minnesota location. Augsburg educates students to be informed citizens, thoughtful stewards, critical thinkers, and responsible leaders. And Augsburg education is defined by excellence in the liberal arts and professional studies, guided by the faith and values of the Lutheran Church, and shaped by its urban and global settings. Learn more at augsburg.edu.